0: Here comes the money here we go, money talk. Hello and welcome to the Financial Fitness Bunny podcast, your number one stop shop to all things money management. My name is Nicolette Mashile, also known as the Financial Bunny, and I'm here to put lipstick on the money pig. So today's book that I have read, and I've read this book over the years. In fact, it was a book that was given to me by my ex-boyfriend. So let's not talk about it too much. It's called Retirement. So, so the the, the word retirement is spelled. out. R E T R T I R E and then, where it's supposed to be meant, like normal, she has spelled it M-E-A-N-T. So, what does the retirement mean to you? I guess that is the the, the, the spin on the word. And the the the, the 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 subtitle is "Get More Meaning from Your Money." And it's by a lady called Kim Potrider, and she wrote the book or co-authored the book with Giselle Wilcox. Now, this book is absolutely fantastic, and it's such a weird book for somebody at my age to be reading because often when we're very young, we don't think about retirement, but it it, it really puts a different meaning on what must retirement actually look like how do you align your retirement which often when people speak about retirement they speak about do you have enough money for retirement you know there's even a, a, a very popular statistic that we like to Keep um, um, harping on in South Africa and be like, only six percent of South Africans will retire comfortably, which is which is which is fair. Look, it's, it's it's a very fair statistic, but a lot of us don't talk about how many South Africans are going to retire happy retire with their goals aligned retire and and I say this because my both my parents have now gone into retirement and one of the things that I was very afraid of is that you know if there's no meaning in retirement and it's just numbers and money that you have made people actually die very quickly in retirement because our parents are so used to working that they get at 60 and all of a sudden now they must sit at home and there's really nothing to do because the way they've They've, 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 they've been prepositioned to be is that save enough money for retirement, then you should be fine. But what do you do? <laughs> so you might have saved enough money, you've got lots and lots and lots of money, but what do you do? So this book is really about aligning your retirement and making sure that your finances are intertwined with the dreams that you have for your life. And remember also, for many of our parents, um, and maybe things will look different for us, but for many of our parents, um, they had to suppress some of their dreams during their real life. The life when they were between the ages of, let's say, 35. I think after 35, you really start to live like your real life, you know. Between the ages of 35 and 55, many of them had children, you know. They, they, they had debt, they had home loans, they had car loans. So they they, they had to suppress some of the, the way they would have loved to live to, to really live every day and part of suppressing that was also putting money away for retirement because that's what they were told is put away some money so that you've got a pension when you get to retirement age so this book really really blows open the lid on How should you actually plan? What is the real planning that you should be doing for your retirement years so that it becomes a meaningful retirement? And it says, Kim looks holistically at all aspects of the person retiring, your work, your money, your play, your purpose, your health, giving back, relationships, and of course, learning. And she keeps this in mind for the balance of the best second half of your life. So do go out there and get this book if you are interested in really making sure that your retirement looks the way that you want it to look in fact this should have been the episode that we actually started this podcast with because today on yes your money does matter i want to speak about budgeting now yo you know budgeting is the most underrated thing that you will ever do when it comes to your finances it is the most underrated it is the most important part of do- I don't care what you do with your finances But if you're not budgeting And many of us don't budget Let's be fair And let's have a frank and honest conversation Many of us look at it and we're like I ain't tired to do this I know how much I need to pay every single month I know how much money is coming into my bank But do you really Do you really know how much money is coming into your bank account? Do you really know how much you are allocating to specific areas in your life? And over the years, there's been many different types of budgeting strategies, whether you're doing, going back to the olden day envelope system, whether you are budgeting through a a budgeting app on your phone, whether you are budgeting through, you know, the 50, 30, 20 rule, whether you are doing weekly budgeting, whether you're doing monthly budgeting, Budgeting is essential. It is important. Not only is budgeting a snapshot of what is really happening in your life, but budgeting also tells you what you are doing with your money. It tracks your spending. It illustrates to you what your habits are financially because it will tell you you are spending too much money on retail. It will tell you you're spending too much money on food. It will tell you you're spending too much money on data. It will give you that money that you always want about this thing I don't have enough money for investing if you budget you may just find that you can find money to actually invest every single month if you budget so it's important I always I was saying to somebody um, he sent me a DM and it's like hey what advice would you give somebody that keeps missing payments and you know skipping their payments and I'm like there's two things one they need to go back to budgeting Because if you are budgeting, you will know you are about to skip a payment. You will know you don't have enough money to make your car repayment. And you will know it in advance. So you won't skip that payment because you would have put in the precautionary measures that you need to put in. So you can go to the bank and have a conversation. In, In essence, overall, it will be a skip payment. But it won't have the same consequences as when it happens and you're like, oops, I skipped my car payment. So it's it's important. And obviously two is you're either living above your means or you're just not earning enough. So it means that you've got to cut on certain things or you've got to increase your income streams. So really budgeting for me is the crux of how to start managing your money effectively if you want to manage it. And I want to speak a little bit about also about different styles of budgeting. You know, what? I, what is your go-to style of budgeting? i found as Nicolette that I need to budget weekly. The month is just too long for me to budget. By the time I get to week number three, I'm already falling off that budget wagon because it's just like listen hello i don't even know what i'm going to wear okay on the third week of jan now i must be knowing how i'm going to spend money on the third week of jan i am not a prophet okay i am not a prophet i do not know what's going to happen in the third week of jan i know what my fixed expenses are i know what some of my variable expenses are so your fixed expenses are expenses that you're going to get every single month they stay the same there are no surprises I know what my variable expenses are. That is my groceries, my living expenses, my my a entertainment budget. I know some market? of those things, but Our I don't really are. know them very well. So I've got to make we provision to for fight. both, we right? But life happens. And you that is the come beauty come about down. living is that at the end of the day, this life, life is going to happen. Again. You could do very well in the first two weeks of the, of, the, of the month. And then the last two weeks, hey, you grow okay. I mean, just being, I mean, let's talk about, let's throw in a, a very stupid example. Being a woman. We go through our menzies every single month. And in that week where you're going through but your yes, menzies, some things just happen that you're just like, what happened here? Sometimes you just, emotions take over. You know, hormones take over. You're now shopping. You're now eating ice cream every day for for supper. You're too lazy to cook. So you are Uber eating the whole two weeks, you know? So it happens. These things happen. It's not that life does not happen. So that's why for me, I allocate a weekly budget to my life to say, this month you've got... three this week you've got 3,000 next week you've got 3.5 that week where things can become very weird in your life you've got 5,000 because I don't know what decisions you're going to make in the last week you've got 3,000 again because that is important for me so that I can keep track of my spending and I can manage my spending also because impulsive buying goes with this idea that you still have enough money to impulsively spend. so if you pay your fixed expenses you buy your, your groceries and all of that and you still have a disposable let's say of 10,000 Rand in your month. By the time you get to week two, you still think I've got a lot of money. So you may be very impulsive in your spending. We shy, we knock a yonke, 7,000 in one week. Then last week, then something happens. God, have mercy upon us. Now you are finding yourself having to dip into your savings or dip into your credit card because you did not envision what was going to happen in that last week of the month. So it's very important to to also know who you are as a person so that you can choose the right budgeting style for yourself. It's important. And uh, guys, let's leave this thing of wanting to copy what other people are doing. Leave that thing, man. Leave that thing alone. Because when you copy what other people are doing, because even as modest as you can be in terms of thinking it's how things are supposed to be, it will work. Sometimes it does not work. So make sure that when you are budgeting, you are budgeting with your mindset your personality your type of vibe in mind and also our lifestyles at homes are different some people have kids some people don't have kids some people have family members that they're supporting some people don't have family members that they're supporting right so a shorter time frame for me works but it may not work necessarily for you and it might just be a lot of work to budget weekly and you don't like it so again it's important But of course, a shorter time frame allows you to be able to spot patterns in your spending, right? So, sometimes it may be difficult to spot some of your patterns and where things change over a month, where you can spot them in a week to say, okay, no, I understand myself. In that first week, when I have money, I feel salary rich. Oh. That's where I go and blow a lot of money. You know where the danger is. You know where the danger is. But in the subsequent months or subsequent weeks after that first week, I mean, FNB came up with a study and they said, People spend their whole salary in the first five five days after getting it. Sometimes it's not that you don't earn enough money. It's because you become drunk when you've got money. And you think you are rich in that first week. It's that salary rich thing. And then you just blow, 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 blow. Left, right, and center. Blowing money first. Because you are a big baller. But if you understand yourself and you start to see the type of personality that you've got, then you start to understand, okay, how do I plan my month so that I don't become that person that does those things, right? Speaking about other uh, budgeting strategies, there's one that has always stuck around and it's that 50-30 rule, right? Say spend 50% of your income on your necessities, 30% of your income on your wants, and 20% of your income saving and doing debt repayment. Do you see why this strategy does not necessarily work for many South Africans? Let me repeat that. It says 50% on necessities. Necessities definitely means your living expenses, right? Then it says twenty no, 30% of the money on your wants. So your entertainment budget, things that you really want. I mean, it could include DSTV because DSTV, let's be fair, is a want, right? Netflix is a want. And then it says 20% on saving and debt repayment. Excuse me. Hey, Excuse me. Sure. He does not know it's that South Africans spend sure. at least 75% of their income on debt repayment? It does not work. Stop following strategies from other countries that don't work in South Africa. Be practical. Be logical. Think about it. Write down. Even if you were to write down on your budget, and this is again another beautiful thing about budgeting. Budgeting will tell you how much of your income is going to what South Africans, you guys love cars. We love cars. Our cars take up almost 50% of our income every month. Let's be fair. The benchmark is your car, your home should not take 30% of your income. Let's be fair We're saying basically If you earn 15,000 for instance Take home That means you're earning a whole lot more than 15,000 Which is not the norm in this country We're saying that 30% of it should be your car What is that? You work out what 30% of 15,000 is I am very sure 30% of 15,000 is there in the ranges Let's see Probably there in the ranges of what? 3,000 per month? Okay, now tell me which car you are going to, uh, you are going to pay for go three thousand because hey. that three thousand is your car, it's your petrol, it's your insurance, it's all the other sundries that come with operating a car. So you tell me where you're going, to and I'm not, I'm not saying I'm pushing people to pay more for a car. I'm saying be practical in some of the strategies that you're going to use when it comes to your budgeting. What you cannot tell me is that where nah. Uh, you're going to use this 50 30 20 rule because it doesn't really work should you aspire to it of course of course we want you to spend less we want you to definitely spend less on your debt repayments oh sorry 30% of of, of 15000 is actually 4500 you all know i i i got an e in mathematics at least i was doing higher grade so please I, I, i'm still doing well 4.5 still with 4.5 is not a lot okay a young polo day is going to hit you with 3.8 installment a young figo maybe you'll pay 2.5 but you still have insurance You still have petrol. You still have maintenance. You still have guys' tires. Okay? Like, let me tell you, please. Hey. Please, please, please. Work out your numbers correctly so that they work for you, so that they make sense. But the only way you can fully get to a budget that really works for you is by actually sitting down and doing a budget so that you know which strategy works and which strategy does not work for you. Let me tell you, If you budget, if you commit this year to just simply saying, look, I've read all of the books. I've listened to all of the podcasts. I have listened to all the motivational speak around personal finance. And you know what? I'm not getting it all right, but I'm going to try to budget. Just try that one thing. Commit to doing a yearly budget. Then you break it down to a monthly budget then you break it down to a weekly budget and have those financial goals that you want to hit. Say, if for, the, for the for the year, there's four big financial goals we wanna hit. We wanna reduce debt, maybe for a certain date. Maybe it's a car, maybe it's a, it's a house. Maybe it's your store card. I wanna pay off the store card. Another one is we wanna go on vacation. The other one could be, I want to go to school. I need a certain amount of money. How are you going to work those things into your budget so that you are able to achieve them? That's a yearly budget. It's like doing a forecast. Businesses do this. Successful, profitable businesses have what is called business forecasts, financial forecasts. So you forecast and then you put together the the, the, the budget. That is going to support those forecasts i'm forecasting these specific financial goals these financial uh, these lifestyle goals for myself and this is how i'm going to get them by through a budget if you do this one thing for me i am telling you your life is going to look different because you will know what is expected in december you will know exactly what did you need to do in december you will know exactly how january next year is going to look like we can't keep going and having a cycle of Siakala every January. Engati, we don't know how the calendar works. I promise you, after December, January comes. It stays the same every single year. The Chinese people are not going to change the calendar. It's going to stay the same. So make sure that you are forecasting, make sure you've got a consistent budget and you're doing it every month. And I know you can fall into the trap of life just being so busy just being so busy we're in, a, we're in a culture of just being busy but you owe it to yourself to do a budget for yourself i'm going to leave it at that today on this budgeting conversation because i'm really passionate about budgeting and before i start crying and, and begging you guys to budget i'm just going to leave it here and, and and i just want to remind you that you are in total control of your finances money does not control you you control the money the question is, are you a good money manager to your money? Are you a good money manager to your money? Because you are good at work. Excel, ue ue. pivot tables, ue ue. at your own home, in your own finances. Uh-uh. Babes, sweetie pie. No, 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 Let's get to it. Let's get to it because you can, you will, but you've got to aspire to actually do it because yes, money does matter. I will see you guys on the next one. Bye.